Miracle Life. Hey, today here we are in the uh, studios, and I mean, for the first time ever, we are in a real studio. You know, when I say oftentimes, you know, we're in the studio at the farm. Oh, if you could see what that studio looks like. It's different every time. It might be an old, burned-down, dilapidated house on the farm. It may be a camper. It may be just sitting outside around what looks like a picnic table. That is a very typical studio for us. But today, we are in a studio. I'm looking at a big sign that says Mercy Studio, Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5. You're enjoying this way too much. I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm in a real studio. I'm just saying. Surrounded <laughs> by real expensive microphones. Not that we're using any of them. And today I am with Jimmy Olson, who is here in the uh, Des Moines area and has been pretty much your whole life, if not your whole life, Jimmy? Well, I, I left a couple times, uh, ended up in Omaha two different times, went down to... Long ways away. Yeah, a long ways away. <laughs> and then went down to a small town in Missouri, uh, at Butler, Missouri. Butler. Again, that was way back when, but uh, yeah. I Most of your life, right here. Yeah. Desmond S. I've, in fact, I've been back in Des Moines now over 20 years. Oh my. So we're in the home of Jimmy Olsen, where Jimmy, you have worked for... Mm-hmm. Uh, how many radio stations? I've listened to you. So total or yeah. just in this town? Let's just go with this town. The joke is in this town, I've worked for almost all of them, but that's not 100% true. So I, I've been at every radio group here except for iHeartRadio. Uh, and here we are talking about it. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> the I, one I, you I, didn't I, work for. I've worked for and Well, currently, one of my side hustles, as we call it in the biz, is uh, work at Cumulus. There's a couple radio stations I work at there. Um, and then, of course, I used to work at the Moy Radio Group till a few years ago. Well, now I'm here at Iowa Catholic Radio, and then I have uh, something over at another Christian uh, music station here in town that I just, again, do weekend shows, Life 107.1. So. And I've listened to you on some of these that you have mentioned because you've shot me messages Telling me when you're on air, and I right the internet it well the internet radio. Well, we kind of ran into each other again. I think thanks to uh, Facebook. That's when I was still down at the Moy Radio Group, and I was doing my Sunday morning weekend shift on Star 102.5. And I think you were either just coming off because you were doing overnight thing or something yes. like that. Yeah, I was doing overnight. That's yeah, exactly and what and I was so doing. I'm basically going on the air about when you're getting done at work, and then I'm like, going, hey, and you're like. Because I told you I was on, you're like, well, hey, let me know. And I'm like, hey, I'm on. You can you know, either listen. At that point, it was just streaming. We didn't have these fancy apps yet. I tell you what, though, Jimmy, it's been so fun reconnecting with you these last this last decade. Mm-hmm. Okay, Something go, like that. Let's yeah. go with a decade. We've reconnected. We've hung on the phone a good amount talking about mm-hmm. just what we're talking about right now, radio. I love radio. I just think it's one of the coolest, one of the funnest, one of the best means for communicating the gospel. Getting the message out about Jesus, getting the message out about living radically for him. But I want to take us back beyond this decade into about three decades ago. I want to take us back to actually a fourth decade ago. I want to go back to the 80s. It was mid-80s when Jimmy and I, we met each other for the first time. Rick was wearing parachute pants. No, but they were in. They were in, but I never had popped. Yes. He was trying to be a yuppie. (laughs) None of it worked. I I didn't do well. He was wearing his polo shirt. I I had hair. Let's put it that way. I had long hair. We all had hair. And a guitar. And I knew three chords and I had the truth. So I I was in good shape. So we met, though, back in the mid-80s at a, a church camp. 
a yeah. summer camp, and you reminded me of something that I have forgotten about, really. I just do that to make you feel old. Yes, you don't even have to do that. Just the problem is, the, room. the problem is though, when I remind you to, that you're old, I also remember that I am old now, too. You are, you've gotten so. older. You're no longer the eighth grader that That's I believe that I first met. Something like that, yeah. I was, yeah, I was a attendee of the youth camp. This They happened to uh, do youth camp that summer where they combined the junior camp and the senior camp. I, mean, I believe that was my last year, though, for junior camp, and then I was moving into the senior camp. But uh, yeah, So had, had it been one year later, our lives would not have intersected, because one year later, they did not have me speak at that camp. Right. All right. Some, right. some places bring you back a year or two years, three years. Some I had one place that brought me back six years in a row. Mm-hmm. That one only had me in once. Well, I, I think they had you in that, and then I think they did a couple a year or two later, they did when we were in a different area, but then that was also going into to youth group, which they did the, what they called an Oktoberfest, which was just kind of like a weekend youth so camp. So I got to do and then you got Yeah. In fact, we played touch football. At Oktoberfest, wow. which is when I really got to meet you and, you know, Head watch on. you, watch you uh, plant me down. Actually, I think we were on the same team, so, you know, I didn't get hit by Rick. Well, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm glad we were. But you reminded me of something here before we went on air. You reminded me of the very first message mm-hmm. title, the title of the very first message <laughs> that I had when speaking in high schools. Right. I probably mentioned it at the camp, introducing what it was that I was doing, Teen Rescue was getting into, and that was traveling to, to high schools, mm-hmm. doing high school assemblies. But the message was entitled, Jimmy... What was the title of the message? My very first beer puke shampoo. My very first all beer puke shampoo. Yeah. Which most of our listeners right now are either going, oh my, that's right. That's what it was he talked about. (laughs) Or most are saying, what? You got to be kidding me. Oh, the visual. You need to, you need to, you know, make that available again. Put it on CD. I had the cassette. Well, do you? You had the cassette. I don't know that I have it anymore. Well, we had a house fire many years ago, so I don't know if I still have it. If for some reason it surfaces, Mm -hmm. let's get it. Let's (laughs) let's put it in some form that is legible. Put it out there. My very first all beer puke shampoo. It'll be a throwback. Radical life support. Way back. (laughs) I've always wanted to put RLS uh, music on eight track. I don't know if you There's remember. There's no eight tracks. All I know is it, I got one. I know what they are. I got one. All okay. I know is I love it when it clicks in the middle of a song. Right. Well, I mean, you're, you're playing along. <laughs> so we met when you were junior high. I was the speaker at, at mm-hmm. this youth camp. And if I remember right, it was a week-long camp, a Monday yeah. through Friday. Yeah, that, it, that was a full week. Yeah. And then the kids stayed up all yeah, night. We had, we had, well, no, we didn't. Because if you did, you got in trouble. I'm oh, sure some did. You don't want to get in trouble. But yeah, you know, we had uh, chapel every night, 7 o'clock. You know, and I did a little, and I did a little bit of music, too, didn't I? I traveled with a guitar. Yeah, it was you and the guitar. You did a lot of music, actually. Well, actually, you uh, you're gonna ask me, do I remember a song? I do remember a song because you were also the first taste that I got for contemporary Christian music. Can I guess which song? Go for it. Will you let me? Yeah. Shut de do, kibal de debo. Shut de do, kibal de debo. Is that the that one? That was at the end. Yep. Okay. Randy, oh, Randy Matthews. Randy Stonehill. Randy Stonehill. Sorry, yeah. yeah Randy Uncle Stonehill. Rand, as we all call. Yeah, that's Rand. right. Who wrote that on an airplane? Uh, what was it from Sweden or going to Sweden or coming back from? I, I am his remember. biggest fan, and I don't know this story. Well, so I love it that I'm hearing so, this. Well, and that's only because I'm a complete nerd when it comes to things. I mean, even as a child, I watched documentaries back before there were documentary channels. We didn't have these things, but there's a podcast that I ran across that's hosted by Jerry Bryant, and it's called Full Circle Jesus Music. 
And all he does is music from the 70s and 80s. And he also has interviews with all these different Christian artists from way back then. Of course, then he tells the stories Larry about a lot Norman, of these things. Yep. Randy Matthews. Yep. Chuck Gerard. Yep. We could go on and oh. on. Because I, okay, so I introduced you to Christian music. Right, because I was young enough that I didn't, I mean, because I had not known a lot about that yet, because then as I was getting into uh, junior high and getting into high school, because we also had a youth pastor that had started around that time, too. His name was Dennis Schilling, and he listened to contemporary Christian music, so that's how I ended up learning about Jeff Moore and Petra and really got my introduction and then pretty much went through high school the rest of my life. Servants. And then then starting to actually res band. All right, so I got to share with you a fantastic moment for me because I do a podcast, too. I do an interview podcast, which I'm going to have to have you on now just to Go ahead. reciprocate. You're right. Yeah, you plug away here. I interviewed Glenn Kaiser for Resurrection Band. Yeah, that was that was cool. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to say that yeah. was cool. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm like, all yeah. right. If Bob Dylan walked in the room and you're with Glenn Kaiser, it's just like, hey, Bob, I'll get to you later. Uh, well, no, that, okay. would, that would still all be right. cool, too. I took it way too far. Yeah, me. that's still going to be cool. I mean, but I mean, to me, anytime you get to interview an artist, and I've been doing that forever. But I mean, it, it's just fun. So I got, so I've you know interviewed different yes. artists for years. But then yeah, I got, I actually was able to have a conversation with Glenn, and that was uh, that was neat. So yeah, wave after wave of people in the street <laughs> playing their song but missing the beat. Now that's a Glenn <laughs> Kaiser song, but right. he rocks it. I rap it. Right. Wave well, after wave of people in the streets playing their songs but missing the beat. Da 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 da. Okay, let's uh, segue back into the music part because I really like talking. Music? I am a I love Christian. Let me segue back into it. We're still there. We haven't left the uh, music part of it. Well, I do like. Those. But, but but that but that was the thing. So you you played that on your acoustic guitar. I did. During worship service, because you did the worship service and the service. Why not play a every worship night. song you, like Shaq But, I mean, that's how it yeah. went every night. You did both during that week. Well, they and, have, so, and that know, was the one. Directors finally figured it out. They could cut their budget in half by just getting Rick Moe, because I could do it all. But what you did was, because you used that song as a sing-along, because you were trying to get everybody involved. It was just fun. So, yeah, I mean, that, sure. that was my introduction into uh, the whole... Fun. Christian music thing, and then I was always drawn by guitar anyway, and yeah, it just kind of all worked out. You know, I thought I could sing, but that ain't true. <laughs> no, I don't know if you can sing, but you could talk. Well, you know, you depends got the on voice. who you talk to. So, yeah, I'm trying to do Jimmy Olsen. You're trying to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it this way, many years of practice. Because no. well, <laughs> I guarantee you, if you listen to anything that I did like 30 years ago, I'm sure it did not sound, sound like, like this. this. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you this. If you were to follow Rick Moe and the Arliss Bander on No Songs, sounds the same way twice. Right. Well, yeah. That's... You know, Aretha Franklin said that. She never did. In fact, she couldn't. She barely remembered the lyrics of the song. So every time she performed any song live... It was always different. Oh, she would throw like something I'm in, in. I'm in better company. Yeah, so see, so you're all right. That's all right. A, yeah. I'm all right. It has nothing to do with your memory loss. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fun. But yeah, so that that the whole, uh, like I said, the beer puke shampoo and uh, got the cassette. And then I think we signed up for a mailing list or something. Right. I'd get some things from you occasionally every couple of years. M&M's. Or like I that. sent out M&M's. Yeah. Uh, one day I tried to send out ketchup. 
Yeah. But the problem with ketchup packets, you try to send them through the mail. They explode. Uh, yeah, in yeah. the envelope. So, you know, everybody ends up thinking they got something bloody in the mail. That's right. Hey, who got the bloody uh, envelope? Uh, it came from RLS. Well, I never got any M&Ms from me, and I feel shipped. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm hurt. sorry. Yeah. Honey, make sure you get his address. <laughs> we'll send him some M&Ms. Yeah, he but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of fun. So you were just getting ready to, to launch. You, you hadn't even started the band yet. You were just getting into the high schools and stuff pretty much at that point. Right. But yeah, so it was really, I guess you could say, early on in your ministry at that point. Very, uh, yes. I actually have been going, believe it or not, at that point, about seven years. But you weren't you a youth pastor or something? I had been a youth I, pastor. Yeah, because I think because yes. I think you were still kind of a youth pastor somewhere, and you were doing the, the your summer gigs basically wow, with, with, with with the youth camps and things like that, and right. then you were just. You knew that God was leading you into that next step. Yes. And you Very were just so. starting to roll into that. And then it was just a couple years later that you started the band and then really started hitting schools. And, yeah. 615 of them now, Jimmy. 615. So what are your impressions of Christianity? Was that for youth anyway? There's a fun quotient to it. There's a fun element that sometimes the church... Mm, they may not bring to the youth. So that's a really hard question to answer. Okay. So I, I grew up in church, but I mean, of course, forced to go. Well, we were Pentecostal charismatic, so that means you went three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And, you know, it's not like you, we were Methodist or Lutheran when you went once a week and maybe there was a youth group that week. And then, of course, you'd go and it was like a four-hour service. You're some kid going and you're tired and cranky and you want to take a nap and your parents kind of yell at you for sleeping during service. That doesn't sound like fun. And it, no, you just I mean, said to me, I'm like, and, well, and, and, that, and that's what I, and that's basically what I grew up in. I mean, in fact, I was pretty much because my parents used to actually serve at the Bible college because the, the church had a Bible college. So I was there basically six days a week because, I mean, I was a child. They couldn't leave me at home. And then they got older and then I was able to, I, I would be left at home and they went and things like that. So, I mean, and there was a lot of things that really interested me and God always interested me. No matter what, it always did. Right on. The ups and downs that I've had through my life, even as a kid, but even though God was there, Still the low parts of that, because it wasn't the greatest childhood. Sometimes you would say if it even was a childhood, but that's for when we start your other podcast uh, that you're doing with Dr. Phil. Because I'll be honest, things change. Because when I was going into junior high, I was so sick of church. I was sick of it. I was done with it. I I was told that I was going to be a pastor. I mean, people said things over me just because how I talked or the way I acted. And I looked at them. I said, you know, when I'm 18, I'm done. I'm walking out. I am never going to church again. I am just sick of it. I'm sick of the people. I mean, I was just so drained yes. because of many different things. The summer camp that you were at was a bit of a change for me. And then, again, learning about the, the Christian music and then kind of getting a little more involved in, in different ways. In many ways, kind of becoming the rebel. In fact, I'll be honest, I was not one of the more liked people at church. So one of the stories that I, because we all remember Jimmy Swagger and his whole bashing on contemporary Christian music. Yes. I had one of those conversations. I had an intervention. My dad and one of the, um, well, it was his friend, but I can't remember if it was a deacon or an elder of the church. We went to their place like, you know, once a month or whatever for dinner and played games. And, and one time we were there and uh, they sat me down to tell me how I was wrong listening to this music. And it was bad. 
And, of course, I looked at him. <laughs> Did you pull out of your back pocket your all-beer puke shampoo? I, I, I said, listen to this. Basically, I can't remember exactly what it was, oh, but I know this was the me. feeling that I had. And I just pretty much looked at him and said, and your point is. <laughs> and that was it. Because, you know, I knew what I, I got by listening to that and the excitement that I had. Because, again, this was early on. So I was still, I think, in junior high at this point. I wasn't even in, in high school. And because then when I got into high school, it just got deeper. You know, listening to Michael W. Smith and, you know, yeah. listening to, to Petra and listening to Bride. Well, I went pretty crazy. I mean, to the point of even, you know, One Bad Pig and Lust Control. Love and <laughs> love the pig. I mean, it, it was just, it was very interesting. And then things like started changing for me. So then I'm going through high school and then being more led that I wanted to be, be a youth pastor. And, you know, I even remember it was a world history class. We had to write a report on a famous person. This was probably one of the first times I can say that I've probably experienced God in my life. Because they're going around and everyone's saying who they're going to do, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, right. this person, that person, you know, Winston Churchill, just pulling names out because I can't remember all of them. But they was it was the world world leaders. And they got to me and they said, so who do you want to do your paper on? Freshman high school. I said, I, Jesus Christ. Woo! And of course, the teacher said, well, I'm not really sure about that. You know, not, <laughs> so really, not to be sure about again, public yeah. school. So, right. you know, I mean, it's not like he's in the book that we're being taught and a kid next to me said again i can't remember exactly what he said because it's part of history <laughs> or something like and, that and ongoing and and without and, end. <laughs> and the teacher said okay so uh, i did my paper brand. on jesus christ well so let's fast forward i'm not that. even interested in you finding my beer puke shampoo cassette anymore <laughs> did you he's like i just want paper um Pro no, probably okay. not. Maybe ask yeah. your mom. Maybe she's gonna No, it's not. It's okay. it's I know it's gone. Well, so fast forward to my senior year in high school, and I didn't need to ask for this one, but we had to do a uh, I think it was like a 10-page report. It was one of the things we had to do for our English class. So again, this is where I mean, I'm already being led. I want to do something, you know, with youth. I want and I'm, I'm really led to You're like shaking it up, the, Jimmy. The, the, I love it. The, the, the goth the depression thing. I mean, you, they don't feel like that anyone wants them in. And I, there's, I've always had that heart for that. So I ended up doing my, and I'll be honest, I'm in high school. Not only did I watch documentaries, but I also listened to Bob Larson. Remember Bob Larson? <laughs> and all of his exorcisms. So I did my senior paper on Satanism and the occult. And Jesus to <laughs> Satan is in the why not? So again, Jesus when had confrontations with him, so again, why not you? Again, when I graduated, the plan was gonna I was gonna be a youth pastor, and then of course also my junior year, I I ran into this easy A class because I hated school. Even today, I talk to a lot of kids who don't like school, and it just drives them nuts. And I mean, when they have that attitude, they get bad grades. Right. right. I'll be honest, I had that attitude. I hated school. I couldn't wait till it was over, but this is how I made it legit in my head. It was a necessary evil. I have to graduate. I got A's and B's in my classes. My senior year, my GPA was like, you know, 3.8 or something like that. And I would have had a better GPA if I wouldn't have failed ROTC. But that's a completely different story there. Because I don't conform well. So that's where that came I, I, I'm getting, I can see that. So, you know, end up getting a D in that class. So I think, I think overall I ended up with like a 3.2 or something. So I ended up taking this, uh, so easy A. 
this is going to be an easy class to take. I won't have to think about it. I can go down to Central Campus, which is, you know, an off-campus thing that the, the Des Moines high schools offer for kids to learn because they had, like, electronics and nursing and all kinds. So radio, TV. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Again, that looks simple and easy, which it was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So then I had these really weird thoughts in my head. You know, I'm going to be a youth pastor, and, you know, I could probably get a part-time job at a radio station or something. Things happen in our lives. Because, you know, we deal with people and ourselves. We'll just say that the the whole youth pastor thing took an ultimate fail and didn't go. In fact, I actually was going to college. I was gonna, I went to college. I made it for a month. And again, this is this whole conformity thing. And I don't always do well when people tell me things or tell me what to do. but uh, Or even tell me what to think. But I went to uh, Greenville College in uh, Greenville, Illinois. Because they had the contemporary Christian music degree. Because I also had this dream of being a music producer this really weird thought in the back of my head, which is another reason why I took the whole radio TV thing. So I could see a studio. I could see a production studio and things like that. So like I said, that I made it for a month that failed. And somehow I just ended up back in radio. So literally I fell into it. And then I, here I am years later. Yeah. I guess you could say the, the rest is history or something like that. But uh, right. I mean, well, there's podcasts. his story and there's right. your story. Story's amazing. Well, and I mean, the wow, thing is, Jimmy. I mean, I preached my first sermon when I was 16 and there was a couple weeks that I was kind of like an assistant youth pastor. Even when I was in high school, I taught Sunday school when I was in high school. But again, I was the rebel and didn't always get along with everyone and did things that were probably not well liked among you know, the powers that be. And right. we'll say I got sat down a few times. It, it kind of, it is what it is. It happens. We learn and different things happen through our lives. And I'll be honest, I was the jerk too, when it came to being a Christian, you know, you always heard about that, the two by four Bible that everybody carried around because you're beating everybody over the head with it. Right. Cause it's my way or the highway. I mean, I was that for years. I'd argue for you about anything, which I don't anymore, but <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. For all these years, yeah, here we are, still wow. going, and now I end up uh, working at uh, Iowa Catholic Radio, doing just kind of doing more of the behind-the-scenes stuff here, and that's because I happen to know the uh, station manager, executive director. I had actually worked with him at a radio station before, and they're like, "We need somebody here that knows radio." That's how I ended up here. Well, we started off early in the program talking about radio because yeah. I, I'm fascinated by it. I love it. Over the years traveling with Teen Rescue and RLS. And then we started talking about Randy Stonehill. And then we got into the, <laughs> into the Christian music talk. I am so blessed to hear that in high school, when given the opportunity, you stood up. You mm-hmm. did the most radical thing there was to do. Because I've been through it. I, I, I became a believer my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew what it was like to conform, to go with the crowd. To I didn't swim. I, you know, as a fish, I didn't swim. I floated downstream with everybody else. See, and I was never even that person. I didn't float with anyone. And then even getting into life, I just somehow I'm right. not one. I do not conform. I mean, I, I know how to play the game if you have to. But that only goes so far. As I'm sitting here right now hearing you say that, I've got going through my head the intro song. For the new a show that's out called The Chosen. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my, oh my. I've got that music going through my mind. Because what it does is it hooks you to watch these fish mm-hmm. on the screen swimming. And it shows them all swimming one way. And then all of a sudden, one turns. Going against the, the school of fish. And then another. See, and that's and not the song another. that went in my head. I had bull, yeah. I had bullfrogs and butterflies. Right. They will yeah. both once be born see, again. Barry once McGuire. you see The Chosen, the show The Chosen, you will 
know what I'm talking about, and uh, we will write all that down. So, funny story. Talk about going way back. And remember, we actually did the musical when I was, you know, in elementary school at the church. We did Bulldogs and Butterflies. Because, you know, Barry McGuire wrote that as a musical. It wasn't just an album. It was a musical. In fact, there were like three albums that came out. I think I actually have them at home somewhere because I ran across them like I got to buy them. Three Love Days. I've met Barry McGuire. That'd be cool. Yeah, we had him in to do a concert years ago. There was a country station in town my parents listened to. The morning show opened up every morning with good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you're feeling fine. Come on, get up, get out of bed. Was it your lazy sleepyhead or whatever? Yes. Funny, so yeah, I actually heard that every single morning, and then actually I did mornings at a country station. I used the, I used the exact same opening music for my <laughs> just because I could. It was kind of funny, but now, again, did I throw you off again there? Not really. See, that's my welcome to my brain. That's my brain. I share more, <laughs> but for me, I just keep going back to the chosen. The, no, I I go back to when you were in high school <laughs> and you did something that. Few high school kids ever do because I did it. Mm -hmm. A handful of my friends did it. We went against the grain. We Mm -hmm. turned, we rebelled against the bad, which, because we were doing good. And when we did the U turn, which the Bible calls repent, Mm -hmm. when we repented of our sin and we started going the new way of living, the new life, the one that we didn't know about for very long, the one though that sounds like you knew about for quite a while because. You grew up in it. Mm-hmm. You grew up in the church. You well, grew, grew up, up and got, got saved when you were seven years old. The whole, right. you know, the age of accountability type of thing, right. you know, that everybody hears about. I mean, of course, we were a non-denominational church. So, you know, I didn't go through confirmation and all that. You know, I, I was did. I was never confirmed. Yep, or I went through like all that. that. You know, I went so, through all the Christian stuff and stayed away from Christianity. Right. So for, so for us, it was, you know, rather than the whole confirmation thing, it was the, the age of accountability. Which, of course, the confirmation, I mean, that's more of what, like 12, 13 or something like that. I mean, it's when you're a little older. And for us, I mean, they took it back to like five, six, seven, eight. And this is when you know the difference between right and wrong. You can sit there and understand, I did something wrong and I know. And you have to hold yourself accountable for that. So I'm still in the high school. He's still stuck on that I wrote that paper on Jesus Christ. I am really, because I know from experience, personal experience, and watching many of my friends do it, some of my friends do it, I should say, that when they rose up and said, here is what I'm going to do my persuasive speech on, my who influenced me the most, who my hero is. Because I can remember the senior class president of my high school coming Mm -hmm. to me saying, Rick, I need to sit down and have a senior interview with you because we do this with all the seniors and it's just your turn. I'm very intimidated by her. We sit down and she asks me, who's influenced you the most in your life? And I'm going, wow. And the words come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. It was like that mode of video when you see the person in the lens of the camera, the person shrinks. She shrunk right in front of me, and I became the intimidator, was saying one thing, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. When I said the name of Jesus, she now squirmed. Now she she knew how I had felt for uh, 13 years of schooling. Mm -hmm. She knew now how I felt, and all I had to do was say the truth, the truth of Jesus being the one who influenced me in my life. And I hear you tell that story of, of having to go to a teacher and saying, this is what I want to do my 
paper. Well, it's so funny. The whole thing on that, though, when I said they were going from one to one, it's like I went to the teacher. We're sitting in a big circle, yes. the entire class. I know that circle. So you're announcing this in front of the class. So yes. when I said that the one, it was the person sitting next to me said this and stood up for me, it's not like I was, hey, teacher, uh, here's my note. Right. I want to do it on Jesus This Christ. isn't happening no, on no, top of the No, no, this isn't like some quiet, no. I mean, so I'm in front of class and I say that. Even more crazy, even yeah. more radical, even more yeah. so, out there. But of course, you know, I was also the guy because so, you know, I told you the thing in junior high when I was going to leave church and never come back when I turned 18 because I was just so sick and tired of it. Right. And then, as I said, I was getting into the Christian music. Things were starting to change. So I was also the kid that wore the Christian T-shirts in high school. Wow. You know, we had, a, what was it, Zondervans, we had Lemstones here locally, we had Boone's Book of Bible, but Lemstones is where I pretty much bought most of my music, but that's where I got all the t-shirts. Right. So I'm wearing all the t-shirts, I'm wearing them every day. So senior class banquet, again, I really didn't have friends, I didn't hang out with, I wasn't a jock, I'm sitting here, who would even know who I am, right? So they're going down through the seniors and they, they're naming people off. How many, how many seniors in your graduating class? There were a hundred and we were a small class. So it was like because the, cl- the school was small uh, compared to the other Des Moines schools. But it was like 126 or something like that. that- so out of 126, there were in the senior banquet. They're up front making their little here's what so-and-so is going to do. And, of course, I'm like, I'm not going to be on that because I wasn't part of the group. All of a sudden. And so my name comes up and I'm like. What? I was already interning at Q102 here in town. So the second semester of my senior year in high school, you know, doing radio TV, I'm interning at a radio station. Then I get labeled that I was going to turn Q102 into a Christian radio station. So to let you know, of me, for those four years, that's how they viewed me. So I was part of the, this is what's going to happen in his life. Right. Well, <laughs> J- Jimmy, this is, what we're going to do, do is this, okay? Right. I typically, at this point... Of the podcast, I have something that I always like to say at the end. I typically end with these words, but today is going to be a little different because you've got the voice, you are a voice, you're a radio personality, and, and I just want to hear you say what it is that I say at this point, and I want to end with this, letting you say, and this is just another radical life. Woo! Radical. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode with Jimmy Olson. He has three of his own podcasts entitled The Daily Planet, that's P-L-A-N-I-T, Storytime Theater, and The Gospel Road, which you can play free on demand with iHeartRadio. We would love to hear from you regarding any memories you have with Team Rescue. Contact us at rickandrobinmoe at gmail.com. So you don't miss a single Radical Life Support podcast episode. Subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. We can be found every Tuesday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talk to you then.